spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. It sounds preposterous until you actually talk it through. The Ravens trying to trade up for a quarterback and part ways with Lamar Jackson like they're graduating him, like they're functioning as a college. I'll explain in just a moment. Ken Levick alive featuring Cocal. Got you till 1 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. And it is roughly around, oh, I don't know, 107, 108. When every single day the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast is ready for your consumption. Wherever you get your podcast, you subscribe to it, you rate it, you listen to it, you hold it to your bosom, and you do what you want with it. It's the Ken Levick Alive podcast. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel every single day after we wrap here on ESPN 1063. Uh, Coquel directed me to this over the weekend, and I try and keep as much distance from Coquel as I can each weekend because, to be quite honest, five days is enough, five consecutive days. But there are some times where we do communicate, go back and forth, and uh, this is one of the things that Coquel brought up to me over the weekend. This was Bucky Brooks from the NFL Network who was discussing the Ravens over the weekend. Now, the Ravens have two picks In the first round, they acquired one of them with the Orlando Brown trade that they made with the Kansas City Chiefs. They have equity to maybe get themselves into the teens, and uh, as we continue to follow reports, it looks like one of the quarterbacks that we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks may fall, and Justin Fields appears to be one of those quarterbacks that could fall a bit. And in a pure hypothetical, Bucky Brooks discussed the Ravens potentially doing something so out of the realm of reality that I had to listen to it multiple times before I came into the office today. This is Bucky Brooks over the weekend on NFL Network. John Harbaugh, his words, he said, we are the army of the NFL. I just wanted a scenario, if Justin Fields happened to fall low enough where he's within range, if the Baltimore Ravens decide to really go all in on this army approach, meaning they take a collegiate approach to the quarterback position, they cash in on a blue chip, they take Justin Fields, and then maybe they operate like a college team. One quarterback graduates, the other quarterback steps into the starter's role, you now have the opportunity to keep a starting quarterback potentially on a young deal, build up the rest of the assets, and then play smash mouth football the way that they play and continue to build a better team around the quarterback. It's something to think about. Just something to think about, and think about it I did. Thank you for that, Bucky. Uh, it seems preposterous initially. Lamar Jackson, MVP two seasons ago, just came off of his first playoff win this past year. Uh, one of the faces of the NFL and uh, the Ravens, potentially getting into a spot where they can get Justin Fields as the Lamar Jackson heir apparent, not offer Lamar Jackson an extension as he goes into his fifth-year option on his rookie contract, saying farewell to Lamar, and now Justin Fields is your new quarterback. It seems absolutely absurd, and Coquel's shaking his head right now. He's the ultra-Lamar Jackson fan, and it is ridiculous. It's purely ridiculous, right, Coquel? Like, there's, how could any rational human being actually think, ah, yes, an NFL team should go that route? Ken, if you had your team play 37 games, what would you want their record to be? 37-0. You're such a turd. What would you want their record to be? 
I don't know, 37-0. Like, what's an acceptable oh. record? <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> trying to punch you in the face Guide today. me. Guide me. Come on. Uh, 37 games. 27-10. Uh, and 10. Lamar Jackson is 30-7 and seven as a starter. Wow. 30-7. and seven. Let's get rid of him. Lamar Jackson, full-time starter, 13-3. and three. Yes, they lost first round of the playoffs. Second year as a full-time starter, 11-4. and four. Right, and that's with COVID coming back from COVID in the year we had the weird year with no receivers and won a playoff game. Like, what more can this guy do before people just buy in and realize he's one of the top quarterbacks in the draft? We love the Snead family around here, right? Mm-hmm. But Willie Snead is not a number one. Can we have a number one, please? Please, Hollywood Brown's not a number. He's a number one. three, yeah. maybe a number two. Lamar has had no one to throw to, and I keep hearing his completion percentage is so low. And now the new status, because when people actually look at the numbers, they go, oh, he's not even that low. He's 65% in the two years. Oh, but his, his completions aren't in the right zone. They're on the receiver's hands. They're off to the side. That's a legit thing that is flying around social media right now, that his completions are off target. <laughs> Maybe it's because his receivers aren't open. Get a guy who can create separation. They have no receiver who can create separation. You know when you throw the ball off target? When the defender's blanketing your number four receiver, you're masking as a number one. So, obviously, it's an absurd premise. It, 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 I, and I couldn't believe initially that the NFL Network, someone like Bucky Brooks, who's been along for a long time and is a known quantity, uh, that he would, would jump on television like that and say something like that. But then I thought about it a little bit more. And while I still thought it was insane, let's just look at it at its face, Okay. The running back position in the NFL. I think if Bucky Brooks took out quarterback and inserted running back into, hey, you get him on a rookie deal, and then you just move on every single time that rookie deal expires, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't think anything of it. We wouldn't talk about it on this show. It wouldn't have made headlines. People wouldn't react to it on social media. Is there any scenario? Because I actually, the more I think about it, don't hate the concept in order to keep yourself out of salary cap hell. And that's sort of the situation the Ravens are finding themselves in right now. They're on the precipice of salary cap hell. Um, Would it actually be a feasible football idea to draft first-round quarterbacks, have them for five seasons after their mandatory four-year contract, fifth-year option comes to an end, and then... Go ahead and just recycle the process. And in that process, maybe you're trading that rookie contract. If he was really, really good, a pro bowler, an MVP in Lamar Jackson's case, right now, your football mind, Coquel, what could the Ravens get for Lamar Jackson? I would think they'd get at least two ones, maybe a third. I think definitely a third, maybe a four. I don't know, because I think there's still that bias in the league for the style of quarterback he is and I think no matter what we can say like the coaches have changed it's still old white money right Mm -hmm. that's who runs these teams I hate to say it like that but that's who runs these teams they're going to still look at I want my traditional quarterback to be what it's always been well my face of my franchise I mean from a pure business standpoint is it a good idea to trade and I can't believe this is what the draft process has done to me but it's broken me Coquel to trade your once MVP quarterback, getting to the conclusion of his rookie deal, and going to get a Justin Fields and starting over. Is this 
a good idea. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I sort of think that it's a a good idea depending on the circumstance. It makes sound business sense. It saves you from salary cap situations. Damn it, if you trust your draft, uh, you're getting a ton of compensation in return potentially. Would it be unconventional? Absolutely. Is it bad? I don't think so. You're a Tua lover. I do love Tua. So here in Miami, would we right now, he's played one year, three years, you're letting him walk. No matter what. No matter what, because clearly it doesn't matter what he does because Lamar has done everything. So you're signing up now. Let him play. So I guess if we go fifth-year extension, let him play four more years and then get rid of him no matter what's happened. But it's not a fair comparison right now because I need Tua to take the field to raise his value because right now, what are you getting for Tua if you try to trade him? Bucky Brooks isn't saying trade Lamar Jackson. Well, I'm saying He's saying play him out and let him graduate and go on to the next one. That's monumentally stupid. That is stupid. If you just let Lamar Jackson play five years and then let him go into free agency, that's dumb. And maybe it's a good faith showing from you, but there's no way I'm doing this Bucky Brooks, the Ravens go the college route and let Lamar Jackson, quote-unquote, graduate and bring in Justin Fields if I'm not trying to get any sort of value for Lamar Jackson. That's stupid. Because if that we're trading, it it's what the Jets did, basically. If they mm-hmm. just kept him one more year, well, they couldn't because he was going to – no, they could have kept him one more year and then traded him. Right. That's what the Jets did. Right. Yeah. They, it, they grabbed, but again, but Sam it's much Darnold. Sam Darnold was not nearly ever at the level of Lamar Jackson. And no one knows what he is yet. He could be really good. Joe Douglas. Well, that's what the Panthers the Jets, are hoping. And the Jets GM still speaks really highly of him. And Jet fans, I think, still know, like, Sam Darnold never had a chance. So they don't know what he is. But Lamar Jackson has done everything right. So why are you looking to the next? Let's just, if you're a general manager. And you have a guy like Lamar Jackson who's won an MVP. You know you're getting three first-round picks, maybe four first-round picks. I'm using my hypothetical because the graduate hypothetical where he just plays out five years and leaves it so yeah, dumb. You're not, you're not getting four for these guys that you're going to trade because you got to think we were – the big talk was can you get four for Deshaun Watson off-field stuff aside, and people weren't sure if you could get four. Okay, so, I'm, I mean, this guy's I mean, that's an MVP. A lot. This guy's a lot. This guy's a dynamic MVP. But even so, you're getting three first-round picks. Fine. Three first-round picks. You're an NFL GM. Do you try and trade up this year to get Justin Fields if you're the Ravens and then try and deal Lamar Jackson after this season? Get the max value for him and just start over like your army, like you're a college team. 888-760-3776. Is this a good idea? 888-760-3776. The better idea here, though, for these teams is just because someone ends their contract, you don't have to make your now starting quarterbacks second contract, the highest quarterback ever. The problem is we take all these average guys. I call it the the Ryan Tannehill experience. They pay him the max money like he's a franchise quarterback. That's the problem. That's where all these teams but get that's, in trouble. But that's not going to change, though. But you either have franchise guys or, or don't pay him at all. Why can't teams start saying, hey, we're not going to give you $30 million. We're going to give you $19 million a year. Because that's where some of these guys should fall. That's where the problem is going to – you look the, at the top 10 paid quarterbacks, Ken, you got – Golf, Cousins, and Wentz all in there. Yeah, but that, market's, that market's not going to change. Like, that's been left in the distant past. But if teams that stop paying, not going if to. they stop paying every single quarterback like their franchise guys, it'll come back to reality. But where are you putting that money? Where else are you investing that money in? Because the market's the market. The quarterback, we talked about this last week, quarterback is the single most important position, any team, any sport. The Lions, so, of course, the money's going to be the like Lions that. The Lions are going to win with Jared Goff making $33 million. They're not. 
Okay, but that's what his rate is on the market. That's what it dictates he's worth. Now, maybe his next contract won't be that, but at the time he signed that coming off of a Super Bowl, that is what but not for his him. worth was. Ryan Tannehill isn't worth $30 million. Did he go to an AFC championship game? Did he lead the NFL in red zone touchdowns? Yeah, after he got traded and discarded okay. on that contract, though. But then what they're going to say, what the Titans are going to say, is, oh, he always had it, and we maximized him. Carson Wentz isn't worth $32 million no, for the Colts. No, I, I completely agree. So the like, Colts overpaid. I, I mean, the Colts are, are overpaying him. So why not, instead of doing this radical thing like the Eagles Brooks, him first. Yeah, and let him walk, why not say, hey, this is what we're going to offer you? And let other teams overpay. Because why wouldn't you get value? It's so dumb not to get value. That's the whole point of this. I think if teams were smarter, though, they wouldn't have to pay these bum quarterbacks, or not bums, but second-rate quarterbacks, second-tier quarterbacks, first-tier money. It's but, the only position we do that with. Uh, I under, Because, again, it's the most important position of any sport, any team sport, quarterback more, in the NFL. More of the reason to value it properly. But, they, but the market will never, ever, ever... It will never, ever, ever translate it like that. That's why it you end up overpaying. Look at baseball. A, a good hitter in the cleanup spot is going to get over. Giancarlo Sten, you think he's worth what the Yankees are paying him? I mean, he's basically getting paid $10 million a strikeout. But they have no cap. I understand that. But he also does not, he, he is not worth that contract but he was because and still is because the market dictates that if his contract expired tomorrow despite all his struggles with the yankees he would sign a similar deal with the angels uh by friday because again it's so hard to push those down what we've seen with the running back position how insignificant it's come in terms of its value and what backs are paid and how much uh, fluctuation there is and how much change there is in backfields, that's rare. That's extremely rare. And so the money would still be there, but the quarterback position would change like the running back position does. Now, I think that's realistic, and I don't think Bucky Brooks is necessarily insane. His concept is, is sound, but again... Are they actually, would they actually entertain that? No. And you can have a similar conversation with Josh Allen, right? Like Josh Allen's in the same spot. He's going to be entering a fifth-year option. He doesn't have a contract extension yet. Now, in the hypothetical, the Bills don't have the, the assets to move up, like potentially, depending where Fields went, uh, the, the Ravens would. But Josh Allen, if you're a Bills fan, would you say, hey, bye, Josh. We're going to go get another first-round quarterback, and we'll just build around you. No, everybody praises Josh Allen in his every move. Everybody's all over him. It's Josh Allen Josh certainly Allen does right feel like he is much more widely widely accepted than Lamar Jackson is. Which, to be fair, wasn't the case this time last year. But you know what they did for him? They got him a number one receiver. It's amazing. Quarterbacks are better when receivers are open. What? Like, come on. Why? When is Lamar Jackson going to get his fair chance? That does bring me to this. With the NFL draft approaching on Thursday night, outside of the quarterback position... What is the most important position to draft on Thursday night? Because we talked about the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to, it appears, have an extremely tricky decision to make on Thursday night. I'm glad you brought up the draft, Ken. What are you doing? Why Today is Mock Draft Monday. No, no, no. Draft no, Week no, is here. No, no, We've no, been waiting no, no, all no, offseason no, for Draft Week. No. It's Mock Draft Monday. 
first of all, we never discussed a mock draft Monday. You're just making this up as you go along. You know how I feel about mock drafts. It's widely I, regarded as mock, mock draft Monday. I've never heard of that, and I hate mock drafts. I absolutely despise mock drafts. I'm not allowing you to do this. We are not doing this. It's not happening, okay? Do we not have do to. This. It's no, a holiday. We're not, we're not doing it. Is it. A, you're just going to ignore the hashtag, the show tweet. I don't know who put it up there, but it said hashtag mock draft Monday. When, so we, the thing? when we come back. We are going to discuss the NFL draft, and we are going to discuss what the Dolphins are going to do in the NFL draft. With the first pick in the Chris Coquel mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live Wait, on ESPN. Number two. Do we do two? Do we do it? Do we do it? Yes? No? Give me a nod. Give me some. Don't just. You're not moving. Your face isn't moving. I feel like you're do frozen you on want. Zoom and we're in do person. Whatever, do whatever you are want. Are you frozen or are you there? Do whatever you want. You sure? Yeah. Are you going to get mad at me? No, do whatever you want. I'm already past mad. I am already past mad. With the second pick in the Coquel mock draft, the Jets select Zach Wilson, BYU. There is no drama to this at all. ESPN 106.3.